0: john chapman what is going on faithful um it is awesome to be with you guys and i'm excited about today's show this is episode 1078 of the 40 rush podcast and whether you're watching live or you're downloading or whatever i I, want the entire purpose of today's show is to bracket the john lynch combine interview which is not taking place for a little over an hour um, now, if you're watching live, it's supposed to start at about 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I was like, you know what? I'll go live after the after his thing, and I'll cut up clips and all that stuff, which we'll probably do anyway. I'll probably do that tomorrow um, or Thursday. But, like, I wanted – a lot of the questions I keep getting on Patreon and Twitter and, you know, j- just emails, I, I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions out there with the way in which the 49ers use the draft. Now – This episode is not one to defend or to say they're doing it right or any of those things. That's not what this is at all. I want you to be able to listen to the words of John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and all these things throughout this draft process with an attempt of this is the way in which they see things. I I want everybody to kind of understand, at least through my perspective, why they do the things that they do with the draft. That's the whole purpose of today's episode, okay? So we're going to dive into John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan's brain and, and again, not justify whether they're right or wrong. That's a different conversation that I would love to have. This is people act in ways that make sense to them. And with the 49ers, it's Kyle Shanahan, then John Lynch, and they act in a way that makes sense to them because of the way they understand the draft. And I think it's threefold. And we're, we're going to dive into all those things. Um, And it all starts with this question from Patreon, which I want to get into. But before we do that, got to say what's up to all the live audience. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Bro Montana, appreciate you. Josh, the man, he says, won't be able to watch live. He is killing draft research right now. We are working very hard um, on the 49ers Rush draft book. I think this is our eighth or ninth one um, that we've done. Um, which is crazy, excited to share that. That's free for all Patreon and the 49ersrush.com subscribers. I appreciate that. Um, we'll get to some of these draft questions that are coming in, I like them a lot. Um, appreciate you, Oscar, the man. We've had a lot of people ask for help on the draft stuff. I had so many people reach out. Um, uh, I think I'm gonna have to cap it, which is a crazy thing, but I'm excited. Oscar's gonna be helping. What's up, Kevin? Appreciate you guys. All the hashtag CCs, you guys are the best, Alvin, my man. Uh, You guys are awesome. Uh, I love this. The man is back to regular scheduled content, and I have recovered enough to listen. We meet in the middle. Now, I will say this. um, Just loaded a breakdown on the Super Bowl (laughs) (laughs) over on our Patreon channel, the40hoursrush.com. I know it's not for everybody. It was hard. I cursed. I said curse words I don't say um, during the first half breakdown of that. So that's there if you want it. You know, we haven't missed a play in over three years. Is that we haven't missed a special teams play in over three years. <clears throat> I'll be damned if I'm going to like allow the Super Bowl and my anger issues and whatever else because I didn't get sad. That was a weird thing. You know, we had a Zoom hangout last night and we were talking about the Super Bowl and kind of how you felt afterwards. I was never sad, I went straight to anger. And I get it. I understand. Uh, Jeremy, I'm with you. So, we broke down the Super Bowl, and I'll continue doing that over there. But we're also breaking down a lot of draft content, and so we're we're going to jump back and forth. We we're not under a time limit, so we did the Jackson Powers Johnson, um, all twenty two breakdown. The center from Oregon, and he was ah, I like that dude. That that was fun. That that was fun. Uh, Mitza, appreciate you, man. Mike, I love this, man. We got a lot of great people um (laughs) look at this this guy i read about kyle no worries mate but the coaches and owners from 10 years ago um i say they were spot on but always awesome hashtag cc appreciate you man uh this this is awesome this is awesome so look i got a question from david on patreon after we did the center from oregon who i have a first round grade on um you know i've only broke down one of his game tapes But he's awesome. And so if you want to go watch that, that's up right now. And you can see how easily he fits. I think he's the cleanest center. Here's David's question after he watched the breakdown. He says, do you think the 49ers could potentially trade up for him? Jackson Powers Johnson. Um, I think he could be a sensational pick and has the potential to be the best center in the league. Um, Strong words from David. I'll say this. You know. And I, I want to talk a little bit about the prospect, but then I'm going to dive into probably more than I should the psyche or the understanding of the 49ers with how they use first round draft picks, second round, late round, whatever. Me personally, I would not trade up for a center in this draft. I think Jackson Powers Johnson's awesome. There are some issues. Only one year as a bona fide starter. He was awesome. He was versatile. He's played a lot before then, but only one true year as a starter. So that's, you know, I, I know the Trey Lance PTSD um still sets in whatever you hear one year starting for centers a little bit different. Yeah, you know, he was with them for a long time, got some meaningful snaps at other spots. But I think with Jackson Powers, Johnson, I, I don't think I see him as one of the best centers in the league. I don't think his ceiling is that high. I see him as one of the cleanest draft prospects in this draft already at a huge position of need for the 49ers. Uh, Jake Brindle's great. He's a backup, versatile, O lineman. I get it. Um, Personally, I think you're leaving a lot of meat on the bone with him there. But I wouldn't trade up for Jackson Powers Johnson, and here's the reason why. I think there's three quality, first-round-capable centers in this draft. I think Jackson Powers, Jackson's the best, but I don't mind Zach Frazier, and I don't mind Graham Barton. And so those are options. So because there's three in that range, that lowers the demand, right? Or the supply, the demands there, but there's three of them. I think two, if not, you know, definitely one, but probably two guys will be there at 31. So that's not necessarily a position I would trade up for. Now, having said that, let's talk about Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. I think if they were to trade up in the first round, and I'll give you some scenarios with draft capital and what it would take to get where in a second, I think trading up in the first round is a viable option this year if you're going to trade up for an offensive tackle or defensive end because those are premium, premium spots. The center I see as a premium spot, but offensive tackle, defensive end, those are premium, premium and you have a need there. Very similar need to what you have at center. You got to go get those spots fixed. You have to. You have to try. They didn't try last year. And I thought it bit them in the butt a little bit. Um, And so, like, that's fine. And I would also throw in quarterback, cornerback, not quarter. But the 49ers do not value the cornerback position like other teams do. So... my Personally, I do value the corner and the center as premium positions. The 49ers do not. Cornerback for sure. They've never spent more than a third-round pick on a corner. That's it. Kella Witherspoon is the highest-drafted corner in this John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan era. They don't value it. They don't pay it. They want to build up front, work to the back, right? It's just kind of what they do. And also, you have your top two corners set for this year. DeAmador Lenore, and Charveris Ward. Ward's number one for sure, but they love Demo. Demo's a long-term play for the 49ers. Having said that, Charveris Ward, last year was a deal. He's got two void years, and I think the 49ers might restructure. I hope they do. I love Charvarius Ward. I don't want him to go anywhere. That kind of makes me tilt back just a little bit to, ah, maybe you could take a corner early. But I don't see the first round as that. I really, really don't. If the Toledo kid, Quinn Mitchell, I believe his name is, is there, oh, that would be awesome. That's a perfect fit. But I think he's going to be long gone by then. But still, even if he was there, I don't think the 49ers would be spending a first round pick on a corner. I could be wrong. Unless something just falls through their lap perfectly. Okay? So, if we're, we're going to operate, under this idea of the 49ers trading up in the first round, not saying they should, this is just a what if, okay? That's the whole idea. Um, What if they do? What would it cost? What player would you trade up for? What positions would you trade up for? So the 49ers currently have 11 picks, okay? They've got 11 picks. They're picking number 31 in the first round, 63 second round, 94 third round, 124 fourth round. Like you can go on and on and on, whatever. What would it cost just based on the trades that have, been accomplished in the past couple of years and the trade value charts and all the different ones that are out there, how high could the 49ers jump up in the first round? I don't think they would jump high. We, we saw this in the third round last year with the Jair Brown trade. The only time the 49ers have traded up in the past two drafts was for Jair Brown. And you just jump up a little bit, you wait, you're patient, you're patient, you're patient, you're patient, then you jump up a little bit. I, I think that's something that could happen. Not saying it would, but if they did trade up in the first round. I think you're only jumping up to like spot 25 and that's kind of what the numbers dictate. So picking number 31, that draft pick, the accumulated value is about 600 points. And I know teams use different draft charts and whatever and valuations. I will say this, and I wholeheartedly believe this. The classic Jimmy Johnson trade chart is kind of the Holy grail. Whenever it comes to draft trades, not including top 10 quarterbacks. So, again, you talk about the Trey Lance trade, 49ers overpaid. And you can talk about the Carson Wentz trade, Jared Goff trade. Uh, I don't know. Any quarterback trade in the top 10 the past 10 years, Throw those, those are anomalies. You got to throw those out. Every other trade falls in line pretty damn close. Super close, in fact. So. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. the 31st pick that the 49ers currently have is about 600 points. To jump up to number 25, six spots, that's 720 points. So you gotta, you got to figure out a way to close that. There's lots of ways to do it. The easiest way is to offer the number 94 pick, your third round pick, and your first round pick to jump up six spots. So that gives you a little bit of a, all right, let's just see. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying if they want to. If somebody falls. That's where it would be key. Now, the question is, okay, well, who are some guys or positions that could fall? Defensive end, offensive tackle, that's all I'd be interested in. That's really it. Maybe you get an elite wide receiver that falls, and maybe you entertain that, but yeah, probably not. Defensive ends that I would be happy with, in these, <clears throat> these three names, the top one, very unlikely, And, you know, that's Latu's brother out of UCLA, the defensive end. I don't think he falls to the 20s. But if he did, I I would totally jump up for that defensive end, right? And so, like, you don't think it will happen, but if it did, I'd be interested. Uh, Chop Robinson, the defensive end out of Penn State, he's more of just as kind of a speed guy. And we'll break down all the film on him on Patreon and all these guys. Um, in the 49ers rush.com and then Darius Robinson. He's a guy that I think is going to get a lot of steam because a lot of these pass rushers are speed only guys. And I know the 49ers have been in the place where it's like, Oh, you get one of these speed guys opposite of Bosa. Now we're cooking. Well, then you went and got Randy Gregory. It didn't really work. You got Robert bill jr. All right. You got Drake Jackson, the, the bin guy. You know, you're, you're keeping Robert Beale Jr., you're keeping Drake Jackson. They're they're complementary pass rushers at best. Neither one of those two guys are three down defensive ends. So now the Niners are in a little bit of a different position than what they have been in, where you need a Cleveland Farrell, who hopefully they resign, but he's a free agent. So we can't plan currently that we're getting him back. When Cleveland Farrell went out, we defense struggled. You replaced him with Chase Young, who's a three-down defensive end, still struggled. You got to get a force. And one of the only forces at the defensive end spot in the range the 49ers are picking is Darius Robinson. That's a three-down. You know, he was playing defensive tackle at some points in his career. So, you know, it's just changed a little bit because we've been so used to you got to go get that speed guy, bend burst off the edge, D Ford. Now it's kind of like, man, we need somebody on first and second down. Um, you know, an all-purpose defensive end. Free agency's got to, uh, you know, affect that for sure, but that that's kind of where you're at. Now, and you know, we'll, we'll get to some of these, you know, right here. Let, let's talk about offensive tackles, okay? So if you're going to trade up for tackles, Oscar says, what about Fuaga? Um, he's talking about Talese Fuaga, the Oregon State tackle. I, I, I have him going inside the top 15, inside the top 10. He falls to 20. I'm pulling the trigger, I, I'm trading second rounders. I don't give a damn. Take me out. I, I would love that to take place. And I know I'm going to get a lot of emails and DMs. Well, what about if Jared first? Falls, the defensive end out of Florida state or Dallas Turner, or you know, all these kind of top 10 prospects. And you play through those scenarios, but Fuaga, I doubt that dude's going to be available as much as I want him to be. Oh, that would be a dream scenario. I'm probably not even going to do enough draft film breakdowns on him. I don't know how the Niners can get that high. You might have to trade multiple firsts. And I don't think that's worth it. Personally, Uh, we need premium players. We haven't had first round picks in years. Um, now two guys that I think could fall that far. First one, a little less likely that's JC Latham out of Alabama. There's some hurdles there. The Alabama Kyle Shanahan titch is huge, but you know, if you look at it, JC Latham, he he's that next tier down and you, you know, you play with mock drafts and you play with rankings and big boards and whatever else. I'm having a hard time seeing teams that would like J.C. Latham, the tackle out of Alabama, more than Fuaga, So he's just a spot down. I don't think he'll be there at 25. I think he's going top 20. But I think it's a little more realistic he falls. Or Tro, uh, F- Troy Fautenew out of Washington, that's a possibility. But again, that's a trade-up possibility. Will he be there at 31? Doubt it. Will he be there at 25? That's a coin flip. And so... Back to the question of, would I trade up? The answer is probably not. But if I'm sitting there at the draft, and Latu, Chop Robinson, Darius Robinson, J.C. Latham, Troy Fautano. Uh, Fautenau, I'm sure I'm his name wrong. I'm sorry, I haven't worked through my pronunciations yet. They are there. I'm waiting until there's just one of those guys left, and I'm picking up the phone. I'm not going to overpay, but I would see. Uh, those are the names right now. John Chapman, what is this, February 27th? We still got some time. We got two months to do draft work, which I love. I'm so excited about this. Um, but, you know, and, and right here, Oscar, you know, this is another one. You know, talking about Mims, uh, Marius Mims. I don't know if he's a fit. You know, I got to do his film work. A lot of times these Georgia tackles that are that damn big, you know, you look at Mims, and he's a damn good player. 6'7", 340. I mean, you're talking Trent Brown size. We had a Trent Brown. When Shanahan showed up, what happened? They sent him out for spare parts. So I like him. He's huge. 21 years old. He's got eight starts in his career. But, man, I just don't know if he fits this the scheme. I don't even know if he's going to be on the 49ers board. I got to do more draft work. So I don't want to come out here and say, like, look, I've seen highlights. I've watched Georgia play. I know who the kid is. I got to dive into his all-22 and see how he moves in space. But i am tell you right now, Oscar, if i want to be honest, I'm not sure Mims is going to be on the 49ers draft board. I just don't know if he's going to be on there just because of his size and traits. Now, maybe Mims goes out there, has a great combine, and I don't mean testing-wise and all that. How does he move in space? Because if you can't do that, Shanahan doesn't want you. Traditionally, we go undersized. Undersized tackles. I mean, Colt McKivitt, he got some of the shortest arms in the NFL. He's small. Trent Williams huge, but Trent Williams anomaly. So, yeah, we'll see there. Uh, Corey, I freaking love you, man. He says, "Joe, what about Caleb Williams? Kidding, kind of. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you couldn't get there if you wanted to get there. And, you know, if you're like a crazy person and you're like, all right, we could trade Iyuk. And we could trade, I don't know. You got to trade like good contract players, which is rough. Talano, Hufanga, Brandon Ayuk, multiple first. Still probably not going to work out. Um, so it's not going to happen. Kyle, uh, Bama players just haven't worked out in the past. So much more likely. Latham is a no. I agree. Uh, I do think that he's a fit. They, they drafted Law 2 last year. Now Saban's gone, so that's huge because that will open up Alabama is a more draft possible thing. And you know, here's this, my favorite game of the combine every year, Alabama is always so much talent. And so like we have all these height and weights for Alabama players, you know what I'm saying? And my favorite thing is when they do the weigh-ins, no Alabama player is ever their height or weight. I think last year they had like 13 players in the combine. I don't know. You don't call me on the numbers. But last year was like 11 out of 13 were two or more inches shorter than they said they were and like 10 to 15 pounds lighter. Like Alabama just inflates whatever. That's just what they do. And then they come to the combine and every Alabama guy is one to two inches shorter and 10 to 20 pounds lighter. I mean, it's hilarious. Um, But Nick Saban going to Nick Saban. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, it's 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 what it is. Uh, right here, everyone's worst nightmares. Kyle Shedan isn't going to the draft. What a loser! Uh, I I disagree. Uh, his job right now is to find a defensive coordinator. A lot of head coaches don't go to the combine. Um, I think this is going to be the new way after COVID. I don't mind it. John Lynch is there. He's he'll be talking about an hour or so. I, I don't put that. That's not those speed interviews, man. I'm not sure um, how important (laughs) those really are, but hey, to each their own. Now, if you haven't yet, the best way to support the show right here. I am so excited to announce our new platform launched, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players you want to see Javon Hargrave what he brings some CMC tape broken down IU Jair Brown we've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes on now you want football 101 you want to learn scheme guess what we've got every single offensive defensive special team snap head over to the 49ersrush.com sign up join the community and plus we got a 7 day free trial so and I do have to say this. So for the new draft breakdown videos on the 49ersrush.com, you just click on player breakdowns, and right up top, we're gonna have all of our draft con you know all of our stuff right there. So just click on player breakdowns, and then we'll have all the 2024 draft breakdowns all right there, uh, which I've already started to load. I'll get I'll get some more up this week. I'm really, really excited about that. Um, so now let's go to the second round, okay? Just potential trade-ups. We'll do some trade-backs on a later episode just so you can, can kind of get a feel. So to trade up. So the 49ers are picking, you know, number 63 in the second round. All right. What would it take to jump up? You know, and again, just sticking with let's just trade a third-round pick. Okay. So let's jump from 63 to 50 right in the middle of that second round. So if there's somebody that falls, who's somebody you could go up and go get? Now, the 50th overall pick. Worth about 400 points. Okay, 63, that one's worth 276. So you got to make up about 124 points. Well, guess what? The 49ers own the pick that is worth exactly 124 points. That's pick number 94. So you trade your number two and your number three, you can jump up 16 spots. Is that worth it? Man, if you see a guy or you have a guy graded that could be Um, you know, a starter or a plug-and-play player at a position, that's huge because here's the deal. And this goes back to my initial conversation, the whole idea behind this episode. How do John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan see these draft picks? I think there's three tiers. First and second round picks, okay? These are premium positions of need. And here are the quotes you hear from these guys. Cornerstones chance to contribute early premium you know like that's one of the best of their positions and so if a guy like that falls hopefully you get one at 31 you should there's enough this is a good draft this is a good draft you should be able to get somebody that fits that characteristic you know at 31 now pick 63 maybe not but if somebody falls to that 50 range now we're talking if you go up and go get one I ain't got no problem with that at all. Now is the time where I don't mind if it's a center. I think if Zach Frazier falls, I think he's probably the most likely to fall. Could be wrong. He's a center. Man, you go up and get that dude. Let's say you get a tackle or a defensive end at pick 31. Whatever center falls out of those three, you know, Barton, Jackson Powers, um, and then Zach Frazier, go get the last one there. Oh, I would freaking love that. Um, Offensive tackles in that range. There's lots of guys. There are lots of guys that probably will not be there at pick 63. Patrick Paul out of Houston. Kieran uh, Amageji out of Yale. Uh, Kingsley, I'm going to mess up his name, Samatua out of BYU. Like, those are guys that fit what we do. And you could throw in the Tyler kid out of OSU. He fits too. I, I just think he'll be gone before then. And he's going to be going around right where the Niners pick. Edge, there's some guys. Now, they're not near. And again, obviously they're not good eh, compared to the guys we were mentioning. But Chris Broswell, Alabama, you going to throw him out again? Alabama's got some guys that fit the 49ers scheme, that fit us at positions of need. I don't like Alabama players. I don't. I hate Alabama, period. I can't stand that place. Can't. I've been there whenever I <laughs> – I'll tell you a story. I think I told this a couple years ago. I grew up in Texas my dad lived in Georgia so every summer I would go spend time with my dad and he ran a construction company so I worked frame apartment buildings ever since I was I don't know 10 years old I was out there working right So every summer once I got old enough, 15 I started driving I would drive to Georgia every year and every time I drove there Interstate 20 from Dallas to you know Atlanta, I would always get gas right before the state line of Alabama, so I would never have to set foot in that state. I hated it so much, man. I can't stand that place. I I just don't like it. One summer I had to work there. It was just one of the worst experiences of my life, but whatever. Um, But I don't want to discount the players. The coaching staff is gone. We'll deal with the future, but I think they got to be on the board if they're a fit. We drafted Cameron Law two last year. I think that's huge. did pay it out, obviously. We'll see what happens. Um, but there, there are some guys there. Now, Edge, uh, Braylon Trace, Washington, Adisa Isaac, Penn State. We talked about Chop earlier. Odis is there too. That's three edge possibilities. I'd have no problem trading up for. Now, cornerback enters into the equation for me in the second round. There are some stud corners. Cameron Lasseter, Georgia, TJ Tampa, Iowa State, Brock Purdy guy. Um, Kalen King, Penn State, like those are the targets that I would be interested in trading up for in the second round at the positions. And I didn't talk wide receivers or defensive tackles. Those are there, but these are the positions of need. And again, you go back to what do Kyle and John want in the early rounds? Oh, I shouldn't hit the table that hard. Messed up my light. That's okay. Mess with it later. Um, What do they want in the early rounds? Premium positions of need. What do we need? Tackle edge. Corner, center. Those just make sense to me. Wide receiver, you want to throw that in there? That's fine. Um, You know, this is IUC's current situation, which a lot of the conversation and John Lynch is going to be around IUC. And I hate that. There's so much more stuff you could talk about, but that's okay. Currently, this is his last year signed. Juwan Jennings, currently last year signed. Ronnie Bell, you like him. That's great. But if you're planning on moving on from IUC, and Jennings after this year, which I would not be, you're going to have to get wide receivers to replace them. And that is a premium position for Kyle Shanahan. Um, so let's get to some more of these questions before we, we, we dive in. Um Man, you guys are awesome. I'm sorry I missed so much of this stuff. Uh, boop, 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 boop. uh Let's say we don't get your four likes and we can't move up. What then? a uh, wide receiver, I wouldn't take a wide receiver earlier unless a stud fell that you just loved. But this is a deep, deep, deep wide receiver class, and I don't even give a damn if you drafted a wide receiver in the first round. They're not playing over Debo Iyuk, or Jennings. Let's just be honest. Maybe over Jennings, but yeah, I, just, I don't see that. That, bothers, that is a misuse of resources currently, in my opinion, when your Super Bowl window is wide freaking open. So, and again, these are the trade up targets. There's going to be guys that I love at 31. If you stand pat, there's going to be guys I love that are perfect scheme fits that are there. Um, I mean, all else fails, just draft freaking Frazier the center. I would be so happy with that. Um, I would not even be mad. What's up, Kyle? Says, I watch more big 12 games than others. Texas guy here. That's what's up. Hook him. Um, keep an eye on Guyton. I like him, man. I, I really do. That's the Tyler kid that I was talking about out of Oklahoma. I said, Oklahoma state, my bad. Six seven three twenty seven Um, Was at TCU transferred to Oklahoma. I like him. He's a fit, big dude. Um, and I've seen him go as early as the twenties. And I've seen him go as late as the sixties. So that's a guy that we got to kind of see, but he's got the metrics. Um, but, yeah, he's all over the place, man. He, he, raw <laughs> but but really, really good. He moves well. he moves very, very well. and a lot of these guys, you know that you guys are gonna ask me about, you know, i i i I don't know, and I'm just gonna be really, really honest, you know, Oscar right here Xavier uh, like i I haven't done his film yet. He's south carolina guy, um you know, wide receiver. A lot of fun, 17 yards per catch. I'm looking at our draft stuff we got now. I mean, he's a fun player, second rounder. I haven't watched film on him. I've just got raw data that I've got to go through and process, so I don't know yet. Sonia, how are you? She says, will we see 49ers picks play this year, or will they wait until next year? Again, what are the 49ers' understanding of these picks? First and second round picks are the ones that are going to contribute right away. We haven't had any. We haven't had any. We didn't have one of those last year. The year before that, we had Drake Jackson. He contributed. He was just bad. The year before that, we had Trey Lance. He was just bad. Then we had Aaron Banks. Couldn't get on the field, but then stepped in when Lakin was gone. Now Lakin's back, maybe? I'm not so sure. Probably not. Um, I prefer Aaron Banks in his salary over Lakin. Um, Aaron Banks was really terrible after his injury. Um, now, do you put that on him? Because he played through turf toe twice this season. Look at Aaron Banks the first month of the season. That dude was oh, pro bowl worthy. A lot of great tape. You look at Aaron Banks the last six. Look at him in the Super Bowl. He's the worst player we had. He was the worst player we had. He was so bad. Is that on him playing through an injury? I don't think so. I'm happy for air base in the future, but I I don't want to be like, he's been bad, man. He's been bad. Um, Give him rest. Let him come back. A lot of good tape. He's got a lot of good tape, but not after that injury. And definitely not after the second one. Turf toe should be healed. And I hope it is because I really like that dude. It's just, gosh, man. You know, you watch the Super Bowl tape, which I, I just did today. I'm like, we need four new offensive linemen. <laughs> That's how I walk out of it. Like, left guard, bad. Center, bad. Feliciano was good. He got hurt in the second quarter like Dre Greenlaw. Then Burford was god-awful. And McKivitz had a couple nice plays. But, man, I, I think I counted four or five plays where he didn't even block anybody. That's just in the first half. So at a very low confidence level on the offensive line. You know, I'll put this back up there. This was a question I asked uh, a couple days ago, four days ago. Which position do you want the Niners drafted in the first round? 88%, 88.8% said O-line. Oh, that was 2,500 votes. So, like, the confidence in <laughs> the feel of the offensive line is at an all time low. So, Sonia, to your question, will our draft picks play this year? I think the early ones will. We have a spot at defensive end. We got spots all over the offensive line. Yes. I think that the early ones will, which brings me to the next question. Okay. This is the 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 hamburger, uh, the middle of the sandwich. Third to fourth round, right? First, second round, Kyle Shanahan, premium positions of need, can play right away. Third and fourth rounders, these are positions don't matter anymore, right? We've drafted a kicker. We've drafted a third tight end. We've drafted a punter. We draft running backs. We draft whatever in the third round. Positions don't matter. But these are players that can compete with our roster, that's the idea. <laughs> this is where the disconnect happens because uh, Sheddahan and Lynch, their idea is these will come in Danny Gray, Cameron Latu. Uh, you know, these guys will come in and compete. Ty Davis, Price, Trey Sermon. These guys are going to come in and compete. They don't. These are the quotes that they use, right? Well, the draft, the people that were available aren't better than the guys we have. That's why they didn't take offensive line last year. Quote, these are guys that can come in and compete. Hasn't panned out very well. This has kind of been where it's been bad. Um, And this is why they are terrible in the third and fourth round. Because they look at their roster and they say, well, this guy, Danny Gray, can come in and play and play a role with Trey Lance. He's a deep threat. Trey Lance, great deep arm." Well, Trey Lance didn't work out. Now we got Brock Purdy, who does like to throw it deep, but he ain't got a deep arm. I mean, he can throw the deep ball, but he ain't got a rocket launcher like Trey did. So it kind of negates that. didn't really sync up. When they draft guys like Trey Sermon, oh, he can come in and compete for us. Well, that brings us to our next tier, the third section, and the way John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan view the draft, fifth through seventh round, best player available. You know, one of the things that not upsets me, maybe I just get tired of. And and people are like, anytime I ask a question about what should the 49ers do, I'm trying just to get a sense of how people feel. Like, I understand you're not the general manager and I'm not, whatever. But the most common question is BPA, best player available. Every time, take best player available. Take best player available. The 49ers don't do that. Now, maybe you think they should. That's cool. But I spend like half my time like, oh, Everybody's just going to say best player available. The Niners don't do that. When do they do that? They do it in the fifth or seventh round. Look at this, Danny. They understand the trap between the rounds five through seven. They understand comp picks. That said, one through four usually ends in disappointment. It's been bad. And, you know, again, I, I put this the way in which they understand it. First, second round, premium positions in need only. Third or fourth round, go get players that can compete on your roster right now. Fifth through seventh, just get good guys. And that's why you draft Ambry Thomas in the third, you think he can compete. Then you go get Demo in the fifth, best player available. Demo is way better than Ambry Thomas. You trade up for um, Trey Sermon in the third. Then you get Elijah Mitchell in the sixth, best player available. And you you hear the the quotes for this round is, well, value or, quote, we almost took him earlier, end quote. We couldn't believe he was there. We really liked him in the third, right? And so these are the guys that come up and play, outplay the positions they already drafted. Cameron Lawton, you get him in the third. Well, then you get Braylon Willis in the seventh. Braylon Willis is better. I had him ranked way ahead. He showed it in training camp 1,000%, so much so. You created injury for Cameron Latu just so you can keep him on the roster. Hopefully, psychologically, in between the head is where he needed work. He comes back ready to go. Corey, appreciate the super chat, my friend. He says, "Don't think it's fair to say Lance was bad. Um, ultimately, Niners failed that project. Agreed, not the other way around. Every uh, draft have allowed um, not playing their picks. Yeah, and you know, it's it's funny because anytime I think about Trey Lance. You know, I think about Jordan Love and just the difference, you know, would Trey be that? I don't know. You got four more years before you could even ask that question. I guess maybe three more years. But we found what we needed in Brock, and that changed everything. I was a Trey guy. I'm whoever the quarterback is, not named Blaine Gabbert guy. I hated that dude. Still do. But I was a Jimmy guy. I I knew there were limitations there. I was a Trey guy. Um... I'm a birdie guy. I'm a 49ers guy. Not Blaine Gabbert, though. I can't go that far. <laughs> I would do anything for love, but I won't do that, uh, Meatloaf. Blaine Gabbert, get the hell out of here. hate that, dude. Um, But, yeah, again, you know, we'll see. And you, know, one of the things that I love about this team, I want to swing. I want to swing. And so you look at the trade for Trey Lance. Did it work out? No. But I don't want a team that's comfortable with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. I don't want that. I don't want a team that's comfortable with Daniel Jones being the guy. I don't want that. That's not going to win. It's not. They're definitely not going to establish a dynasty and whatever else. Look where Jimmy G is now. That's a weird quarterback situation. Yeah, Jimmy, you you did this. You're on your own, buddy. You're about to get cut. And I wish him the best. He's made all the money in the world, and I know he's handsome and Whatever. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I want teams that swing uh, for the fences. Try to. And they took a chance, and it didn't work out. But we still got a freaking top-tier quarterback. And I do put Brock Purdy in the top-tier quarterback. And, you know, again, one of the things that I will take away from the Super Bowl going back through the first half, Brock Purdy's a damn stud. Golly. Talk about the biggest moment in sports. That dude, I think it was a nine combined offensive lineman that didn't block anybody at some point just in the first half. Nine times, free blitzer, right up in his face. Brock Purdy didn't care. Sideswipe, boom, 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 make it plays. Yeah, I mean, Brock Purdy's him. Get that dude an offensive line. Oh, I got to quit hitting the table because something's not plugged in. right. Um, but get Brock Purdy an offensive line. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. And like, golly, uh, Greg, it's right here. Um, he says, if the line is as bad as you think, how did they make it to the Super Bowl? By having the best skill position players in the NFL. Debo, Kittle, CMC, IUK, Juice, Jennings. They got the best, best skill position players in the NFL. Offensive line ranks, you ain't going to find anything above 20. They're bad now when everything is going well. Feliciano was great, Trent Williams great when Aaron Banks was healthy. He was great. Brindle, he's a plug gap guy. Let's just be very honest. McKivitz, he's McGlitchy with less salary. They're the same damn player. One of them's making, I don't know, what freaking 16 million a year. The other one's making like one or two million a year, right? So, like. McGlinch or McKivitz is playing at his pay grade in fifth round pick. That's what you get. And, and it's not McKivitz's fault. I would love McKivitz to be the swing tackle for this team for 10 years. I would love that. I don't want him to be the starting right tackle. Don't. And I sure as hell don't want Brendel being the starting center moving forward. I want him on the team. He's awesome. He knows the calls. He's great. I would love him to be backup guard center, all that stuff. Those guys cost us. I believe that. I really, really do. Um, And, yeah, Kevin, every team has flaws. In the salary cap era, you got to pick. And the 49ers have picked defensive line and linebackers and skill position players, and that works. But I'm just like, man, what if you get a quality offensive line, Christian McCaffrey rushes for 2,000 yards, Let Brock Purdy do his thing with time without having to freaking... uh, It's just... That dude's like a matador back there. He's sidestepping all these unblocked... Chris Jones came free like three times in the first half. Just whoop, 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 whoop. What if he just had time to throw? Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. Um, Right here, Oscar, this is huge. The biggest thing we need to recognize is what will we get in free agency? If we pick up Aziz, we don't need to draft a linebacker. If we sign Young, we don't need a starting end. And you're correct. But the way the NFL works, and I love the way that it works, this layered approach to offseason where you have the combine. And so tomorrow, I'm probably not going to be recording. Uh, I'm going to go soak up some sun somewhere because Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday – My fat rear end is going to be parked in my recliner with my notes and my laptop going through the combine. And I'll watch every damn second of it. Um, And I understand it's not football. And guess what? I'm going to go through the tape too. But this is the process that the teams go through because first you go through the draft prospects, you build your board, then you go through free agency, then you go back to the draft, and then you make your picks. The 49ers have always handled free agency with one mindset. I don't even have this in my notes, but Oscar, you're the freaking man. Thank you for setting the show up the way that you did with your comments. They never want to go into the draft where they have to draft a single position. It's what they do. It's what they do. Sam Darnold, Cleland Farrell. You go get these guys, John Feliciano. We want to figure out through free agency. We want to have our roster set. The draft, again, top tier, premium positions of need. Second tier, third through uh, fourth round, we want players that can compete with the roster we built through free agency. And in the end, it's just a bunch of lottery picks that we're just high on. So yeah, it's going to change. We're going to sign players in free agency for sure. We're going to restructure players. We're going to cut players. We're going to do all this. We're, trades are like, that's going to happen and that's going to reevaluate things. But all we could do is operate under where we are now with the information that is presented. And I know this probably doesn't happen in social media much, but we are allowed to adjust our thinking based on new information. And that's where the 49ers Rush podcast comes into play. I'm not trying to do the clickbait stuff. That ain't me. I don't want to go viral ever. Um, Not really who I want to be. What I do want to do is educate and try to help us learn together by watching tape and sharing those things with you by helping you understand what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan see things as not that I agree with them. I'm telling you, this is what they do. We have eight years of quantifiable data in all these damn press conferences, which I've never missed one are stuck in my brain head. And so that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, Oscar freaking awesome question, dude. Um, Awesome question. So uh, anyway, hopefully this has been a fun show. You know, we're about 30 minutes out. If you're watching live um, from the John Lynch interview, and I hopefully you enjoy that. But again, just constantly ask yourself, all right, first and second round picks, premium positions of need only third and fourth round picks, players that can compete at our roster, regardless of position five through seven best player available. We got 11 picks. Now, Sticking with what, you know, how to move up and all that stuff down, here's what's important to remember is next year. Next year, it's going to be a little bit different. We got 11 picks this year. Next year, we're currently slated at eight because we have our original seven. The seventh round, we have a seventh rounder, but that's the Zane Gonzalez pick, you know, so I'm not sure how that's going to shake out. We either get Carolina seventh or we have our own seventh. Whatever I don't care, but we do get one more third comp pick for the Miko Ryan's Rand Carthon because uh, that was a three year because we lost two in one year so we've got one more year of that so next year currently slated at eight now obviously compensation picks will come next year but you got to keep in mind we're not losing top tier talent this year we're not um, well, you know Jimmy G signed for a lot of money. Mike McGlinchey signed for a lot of money. We lost Jimmy Ward. We lost O'Minahue. We lost, you know, a lot of guys. Aziz. This year, we're losing Chase Young. Might be able to get a fourth-round pick for that. We'll see what he signs for. You're losing Cleveland Farrell, maybe John Feliciano. We'll see. Maybe six or seven. Ken Law, six or seven. Like, you're not getting all these third- and fourth-round comp picks next year. You're not. So this draft is huge. This draft is gigantic. You got 11 picks. Premium picks. You got premiums. You got four picks in the top three rounds. That's huge. This draft is important. It's huge for what the 49ers are going to be able to do in the future. And the good news is you're coming from one of the top, most elite rosters already, and you're bringing back almost all the studs. And I'm mad we lost the damn Super Bowl But that is not going to stop me from looking forward and saying the opportunity of the 2024 49ers, it's incredible. Does that mean, you know, we're going to win it all? I'm not saying that. Does that mean if we don't win it all, we're losers? I'm not really saying that either. I'm saying this is a damn good team with a tremendous amount of draft capital. And I know it's easy to be pissed, and I'm mad. I am mad. Look at me. My cheeks are red. They're always red. I'm pissed too, but man, uh, let's go get it. Steven, appreciate you, man. He says, think 49ers fan would lose it if we drafted D-line again in the first round, and that's the crazy thing. It's our biggest need. Defensive end is our biggest need on the team. Right now, Drake Jackson is going to be our starting defensive end. I know that they'll address somebody. They're going to bring in somebody in free agency, and that'll help. But right now, defensive end is our biggest need on the team. So if they did draft one, I totally get it. I want to go O line, but hey, you know, Lynch. I mean, you know, Shanahan. It, it's what it is. Ah, man. You guys are awesome. Ah, this is fun. Uh, go watch that interview. Have fun. Combine starts soon. You guys are the best. Really appreciate y'all. Till next time. Stay strong, faithful.